Welcome to Family Law Jersey Style, a series of honest, insightful conversations about the divorce and family law topics that affect you most, with helpful tips you can use today. Welcome, 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 everybody. Thank you again so much for being with us for another episode of Family Law Jersey Style. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about reconciling your marriage after addiction, specifically sex addiction. Now, in a 2014 article found on psychologytoday.com, it is stated that, quote, there are several theories as to how and why sex addiction develops. Some say that early traumatic relationships in infancy or childhood create an intimacy disorder in the individual, which then manifests itself later in life as high-risk behavior, sexual compulsion, infidelity, or an obsession with porn. Now, others describe sex addiction as a coping mechanism, a way of altering one's mood, kind of like being addicted to drugs or alcohol. Now, over the course of the disease, The addict's need for a fix escalates, requiring more potent sexual and emotional experiences. Whatever the root cause of sexual addiction, or really any type of addiction, the results to a marriage and family can be devastating. From a psychological perspective, since trust within the relationship has all been but permanently destroyed, it is of paramount importance that the healing process be handled in a way that does not cause additional harm to either party. Sexual addiction seems to be becoming more common these days, or perhaps it is just being reported on more often today. We are all familiar with Anthony Weiner, the former U.S. representative caught in more than one sexting scandal, and recently his wife announced that their marriage is indeed over. There is a debate about whether or not Mr. Weiner is actually a sex addict. And in fact, there's some debate out there as to whether or not sex addiction is actually a legitimate illness. According to clinical psychologist David Lay, the term sex addiction is too broad and it takes personal responsibility away from the person engaging in the sexual behavior. Without question, however, many have sought and received treatment for sexual addictions and have, as a result, attempted to reconcile their relationships. Are there legal protections that can be put into place in this type of situation? Perhaps considering a formal reconciliation agreement is a good move for these types of couples. Reconciliation agreements here in New Jersey are a form of post-nup agreement, and they're recognized by courts here in the Garden State. Spouses generally enter into these types of agreements to outline what would happen in the event of a divorce later on, such as who gets the marital house and terms of possible alimony. A reconciliation agreement is a contract, and as such, each person needs to be giving something up in the contract. In other words, there needs to be consideration given on both sides in order for the courts to find the agreement valid. The consideration can be something as simple as a promise to hold off on filing for divorce or, if a divorce has already been filed, withdrawing the complaint for divorce. The other spouse can agree to continue treatment for their addiction or agree to attend marriage counseling. Now remember, the more specific your reconciliation agreement is, the more likely it is that a court will enforce the agreement down the road. 
you may want to consider details about the addiction in the agreement and the reasons why you and your spouse believe that your agreement to not file for divorce or attend counseling is really valid consideration. Judges have a lot of latitude and leeway in determining whether or not to become involved in enforcing this type of agreement. And some really won't get involved if there's no real financial consideration agreed upon before, such as division of the marital house. Generally speaking, the judge will require that your post not be in writing and signed by both of you. And both you and your spouse must have had the opportunity to be represented by your own separate attorney. You and your spouse must also enter the, into the agreement voluntarily and give each other full financial disclosure, including attaching financial statements, describing all property, income, and debts, or other important financial obligations. Entering into a reconciliation agreement may just give you a bit more peace of mind if you are considering reconciling with your recovering ex. Be sure to have any agreement re reviewed by a competent attorney to ensure that if necessary down the road, your agreement is valid and would be enforced by the court. If you have further questions regarding reconciliation agreements or any other type of family law issue, contact us and set up your free consultation to talk about your specific situation with one of our qualified attorneys. And of course, thanks again for being with us. Join us next time for another episode of Family Law Jersey Style. Again, thanks for being with us. Our conversation continues next time with more tips on family law topics. So please stay in touch by subscribing to our Family Law Jersey Style podcast channel. Family Law Jersey Style is brought to you by Weinberger Law Group of New Jersey. Weinberger Law Group is committed to safeguarding your children, protecting your assets, and securing your future. Our skilled attorneys focus exclusively on divorce and family law matters and create positive solutions that are caring, compassionate, and right for you. For your divorce and family law needs, schedule your free initial attorney consultation by calling us at 888-888-0919 or visiting weinbergerlawgroup.com.